Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey y'all, welcome back to Records of the Republic. My name's Wade and I'm your host and I'm by myself tonight. I am flying solo for the first time. That is because Kevin had some work obligations. He had to be out of town for a couple of days. And uh, so uh, out of town is a relative term. I think he had to drive a few hours to his office um, for some kind of seasonal kickoff that they're doing. So he's going to be gone for this episode. I think he he's probably home by now, but he was driving home this afternoon, evening. Uh, so he's just, I know he's exhausted. And so he let me know ahead of time. He was like, Hey man, I'm sorry about this, but I'm not gonna, not gonna be able to make it. And I said, Hey, that's no problem. We can make it work regardless. I know you guys love listening to my voice. And, uh, so tonight you're going to get all of my voice. And we're going to try and keep it short and sweet because this week on Saturday, we are going to be doing our first live stream. Uh, we've got, as we were saying before, I think it was last episode or the episode before that, uh, we are starting our live stream called Dylan's Diner, and it's a take off of Dex's Diner from the prequels. Dylan is a friend of ours from college, and we are super excited to be doing this live stream segment as, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think any of us have done live streams uh, before. I've done a little bit of live streaming uh, back in the day. I did some with uh, some other Lego nerds. But uh, yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Look for the announcement. Uh, I think we posted it earlier this week, uh, but we'll be posting about it tomorrow and Saturday. It'll be 7 p.m. Eastern time. So if you are not on the East Coast, I would take a look at seeing what the difference is in time frames and uh, try and plan accordingly. We hope to see a lot of you guys there. It will be on YouTube, and the link will be on both Twitter and Instagram uh, for you guys to see. So come join us. We're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 3 as a whole. What are our, what are our uh, reflections on it, our thoughts? You know, Did we like it? Did we hate it? Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, so it's going to be fun. A uh, little update on me. Haven't been doing too much lately. Just been crazy busy with work, uh, which I think I say pretty much every episode. Um, work has, uh, we're getting into our busy season, so it's been kind of kind of insane seeing each week how many more tickets are getting put on us, how many more uh, bugs we're seeing, and that just comes with the weather as it's warming up here in North Carolina. Um, and I have training this week. I've been training one of our new technicians, so that is pretty exciting. I always love seeing uh, new guys come in and you know see their their zeal for pest control. Um, so it, it's been a it's been a good week, but it has been a long week. Um, so definitely looking forward to the weekend. I just finished the Dark Force Rising. 
today, which is the second out of the original Thrawn trilogy um, by Timothy Zahn. And I have to say, it was it was fantastic. It was definitely as good as the first one. I, I would say solid 4.4 or uh, 4.5 stars. Um, really, really, really good book. And I'm really interested to see how much um, Filoni is going to pull from these books for the Ahsoka series and the Mando movie and stuff like that. Um, because it, it was, like I said, it was fantastic. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I don't know that we're going to get so much of the Luke, Han, and Leia interactions, obviously, but I imagine we might get some name drops here and there, some references to them. Um, but I, I really hope we also explore the idea of the Katana fleet. I've been very interested in it um, since reading the Rogue Squadron books. Um, they mentioned it a couple of times, just referencing, but we've actually gotten to see now, uh, as of the Dark Force Rising, the Katana fleet in action. They found it, and so it's it's been really cool. I, I just started The Last Command uh, this afternoon after finishing Dark Force Rising. I've kind of worked my way down to one book a week. Uh, which is a little bit more manageable. I was doing about two or three before, and that was just constant listening, listening, and it didn't really give me any time to listen to some of the other awesome podcasts out there or music, and I love music. So definitely recommend looking it up. Um, it's kind of interesting. The more I've read it, uh, read this specifically this this trilogy, the more I realize you know, there were a lot of fans, myself included at one point, who were upset with Disney for changing, you know, what we had received before as post-original trilogy content in the books. But realistically, when you start reading these books, a lot of the stuff doesn't match up with the prequels, as a matter of fact, you know. And so when you start looking at some of that, I can't really put the blame on Disney. I've kind of laid that laid off on that a bit. Um, I still think Disney could have honored some of the characters like Luke um, by kind of going more in the direction of character that uh, these books did and some of the other books have. But that said, Disney is not the first to screw up the continuity between these original EU books and canon Star Wars. Um George Lucas himself kind of did that. And not that I ever want to talk bad about George, because George is the man. Like, he is the man who brought all of this to us. But some of what he did in the prequels and with Clone Wars does not uh, mirror some of the references made in these books. So it's just kind of interesting, and if you want to know what I'm talking about and you don't, go read the books. Absolutely recommend buying them. They're fantastic books, even though they're not canon. Um, I treat all non-canon material as stories or whispers that have been passed on throughout time, you know, between people like, oh, I heard Luke did this one time, went on this adventure and found this crazy clone Jedi master, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of how I've always viewed Legends content. Um, and when you do that, it kind of makes it more enjoyable versus trying to nitpick whether you know, this specific aspect of the book could line up with canon, and this aspect obviously can't, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I look forward to seeing Filoni pull from this, pull from these resources, and uh, but also kind of 
pull from the canon resources of Thrawn and just interested to see how that all matches up. So I'm going to definitely be getting the canon Thrawn trilogies uh, after I'm done with the last command because I want to compare them. I definitely want to see them side by side and I want to read them back to back so that I have it fresh in my mind uh, to have a fair analysis between the two or three technically i guess um so that's been going on jedi survivor releases next friday and i am super 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 stoked about that um as i'm sure most of you guys are i've been seeing people on twitter now that mando's kind of over for a little while uh that's kind of the big new focus is jedi survivor releases next friday and i'm just I should have requested the whole weekend off. Uh, I am working on Saturday, unfortunately, so I'm very much looking forward to coming home Saturday night and uh, staying up all night and playing the game because it's just, I, I'm I'm so stoked. That said, we do have a giveaway that we are going to do over the course of the next week. So I'm going to tweet sometime tomorrow about the giveaway. Uh, the details, essentially it's a brand new uh, Cal Kestis and BD1 Funko Pop, um, which came out around Fall of Order time, and so we're going to give this away to one of our uh, one of our followers. And essentially, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, like the tweet about the giveaway, retweet it with a quote, and I want you to in the quote put what you are most looking forward to about Jedi Survivor. Um, for those of you who are getting the game, you know, it could be gameplay, you know, it could be like different action modes, anything like that. For any of you who may not be able to get the game because it is coming out on the next gen consoles only, um, put out what you're looking forward to seeing in in uh, in the game reviews or, you know, when you watch gameplay through videos. You know, what are you looking forward to see? Are you looking forward to seeing this new, what looks to be maybe a High Republic Jedi character in action? Um, or the the character that is the same species as Dirge? Uh, I don't really know much about him. I haven't been reading. I've been trying to stay away from some of the specific details because I really just want to focus on uh, exploring the game as it comes up. But, you know, some of those things... You know, what are you looking forward to seeing about the game and maybe some of the character details and arcs? You know, do you think Cal is going to use the dark side at some point and touch that a little bit? Are we going to see uh, Jaro Tapal in another flashback at some point? I would love to because he's one of my favorite Jedi. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. I just want you to retweet it and then use the hashtag Records of Republic. Records of the Republic, sorry hashtag records of the republic in the tweet as well and that way i can keep track by clicking on that tag of who all has retweeted it and entered and then who hasn't um so that'll be going on for the next week and then next thursday night when we do the recording we will go ahead and draw the name of the winner so pretty stoked i hope you guys are if you already have this funko enter away and give it to a friend that doesn't you know and if you don't have the funko enter for your chance to win it uh, i will be shipping to anywhere in the u.s or canada um, so overseas i might figure out something if amazon delivers in your country we might be able to work something out just let me know where you are at and if amazon delivers and then we can try and figure something out because um, we may just end up buying it from amazon if it's cheaper than trying to ship this one 
So that's coming out. Uh, Return of the Jedi has the 40th anniversary coming out next weekend, which I'm also going to see. I'm so excited uh, when the now I'm not old enough to have seen the original trilogy in theaters. I am old enough technically to have seen the prequels in theaters. However, growing up, we didn't really have uh, mainstream movie theater money. Um, and so we waited for things to come out on VHS and then DVD and rented them instead. Uh, my parents did buy me the prequel trilogy on VHS uh, for one of my birthdays, I think it was. But we never saw it in theaters. The first movie I saw in theaters, Star Wars, uh, was The Force Awakens in 2014, I think it was, 2014 or 2015, with Kevin. So that was the first one I saw in theaters, and then every other one since then I've seen in theaters. Um, when Empire came back out, I don't know if you guys remember but when COVID had everything locked down and then things started finally opening back up, uh, the theaters released Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I think it was for the 40th anniversary as well. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was. Um, it was for, it was for some there was some reason behind it. So they re-released it in theaters and the tickets were like five dollars. So that was our first experience going back to the movies post COVID um, or at least post lockdown. Um so that was pretty exciting to see that in theaters. And then, obviously, Return of the Jedi, 40th anniversary next weekend. So I am going to see that with a buddy of mine, Zach. Shout out to Zach, uh, who bought me the ticket. Pretty awesome. So that's going to be exciting. And then we've got Visions Season 2 coming out May the 4th. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I loved Visions Season 1. and I'm really excited to see all the different animation styles um, that they're going to do. So that's kind of what's on the docket coming out, uh, here in the next month or so. Pretty excited about that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else out on the horizon that I can think of. Oh, we are going to try and plan a May the 4th special live stream with detention block. So Mike and Dustin, and if you guys are listening, uh, we're really looking forward to that, and we have not forgotten, and uh, we probably should start planning that out pretty soon, because <laughs> May the 4th is not that far away. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a blast, so stay on the lookout for that. Other than that, that's about it. So we are going to dive into Mandalorian Season 3 Finale, Chapter 24, The Return. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good episode. There were a couple of points where I thought... Din Djarin was going to pass away. I thought they were going to get him. Uh, when the Praetorian guards came in, I really got worried, especially with Grogu. I mean, I figured they probably weren't going to get Grogu. I'm just going to be honest, you know, because he is a cash cow for Disney. Um, so he has kind of some plot armor there. Ironically, they destroyed his actual armor with IG-12, uh, but plot, or, plot armor saves the day again. So... That all went down. I kind of liked um, seeing Moff Gideon's clones, and I, I, I'm kind of on track with the theory that the Moff Gideon that we saw here fighting Din and then fighting uh, Bo-Katan, I very much think he is a clone. Uh, a couple of people have pointed out, and I thought this too, it was interesting that he shaved his mustache off, and I was like... Why would he do that? He's been wearing the mustache for the last two seasons. Like, why all of a sudden did he make that change? But then you see the clones, and they don't have mustaches. 
And this guy wearing the Mando armor doesn't have mustaches. And I thought, well, he might be a clone. So I'm kind of on track with that right now, at least for now. You know, I think that does kind of cheapen his death a little bit. But if they find a really good way to write the story, I don't care. I, I really don't. Um, I think he's a great villain. I really like seeing him on, on screen. And so I'm really hoping that this was just a clone uh, and that something else has happened to him, that he's escaped, he's somewhere else, or maybe something worse has happened to him. We don't know. It was kind of interesting listening. If you listen to the fight scene between Din and uh, and uh, Moff Gideon, his armor sounds kind of robotic. So I'm kind of thinking maybe there's some Dark Trooper gear going on. Because it sounds very much like, even when he when he throws a punch and he hits, like, Din, it's, it sounds a lot like the punch did with the Dark Troopers. So I thought that was fascinating. I love the design. I think Moff Gideon was a, a former, what are they called? Purge Trooper, I think is what they're called, right? From what we've seen in Kenobi and uh, Fallen Order. I think he might be a former Purge Trooper. His armor looks almost exactly like Purge Trooper armor. He's got the red in the helmet design uh, with the black, and he uses that Electro Staff that we see a lot of the Purge Troopers using um, against other Jedi. So I have a feeling he might have been a former Purge Trooper at some point. Um, I hope so, at least. I think that would be a really cool backstory, and I'm hoping maybe we'll get some of that in Season 4. Um which I guarantee they're doing. So that was that was really cool. They destroyed the dark saber. He did. He destroyed the dark saber, which was interesting. Um, I think that's a that's a good move. I think it opens up the future of possibilities for Mandalorians, knowing that they're not enslaved to this, you know, archaic, antiquated view of who should be leader. But now they can focus on the character of the leader, uh, which I think is very much more important than who will wields a silly blade. Um, I shouldn't say silly. It was a, it's a pretty cool blade. It's just not my favorite lightsaber. So, but it, it wasn't bad. So they destroyed that. Um, trying to think what else important stuff happened. The Mandalorian fleet lost their flagship, uh, but it was in a cool way. Axe, Essentially, as they were shooting it down, Axe drove it into the Imperial base on Mandalore and pretty much blew it up, um, which is where we see Moff Gideon, assumed, assuming it's Moff, uh, get just roasted alive uh, with the fiery explosions, which was pretty cool to see. Then we got... They've reclaimed Mandalore. Um, i trying to think what else happened. It, I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was a forgettable finale because it definitely had its moments that were pretty good, but it was definitely not like the most memorable, like obviously season two's finale was much more memorable than season three's, but I think season three as a whole was focused much more on Mandalorians and Mandalore's lore and history uh, than season two was, which I really, really enjoyed. So happy about that. They relit the Great Forge on Mandalore which was pretty cool to see. Um, and then they did the, they finished Ragnar Vizsla's uh, dedication, you know, promise ceremony, whatever it is, his induction into the, the covert Kevin, not a coven. 
I know if I said Coven, he would be texting me right after listening to this episode. So, covert. Um, and then Din Jaren comes up and uh, proposes Grogu do the same thing. He he joined the Kree. He you know he can't say it, but then the armor is like, well, his parents would have to approve of that, and we don't know where they are if they're still around. And then Din's like, nah, he's my kid. I'm adopting him. And so then Grogu is now known as Din Grogu, which I think a lot of us thought Din was his first name and Jaren was his last. But my guess is it's some cultural thing where Dylan, Din, not Dylan, where Din Jaren grew up. Maybe his last name came first and his first name was second. You know, his family name or uh, came first. So I don't know. But I thought that was kind of interesting. So now we have Din Grogu, uh, which is pretty cool. So he is officially a Mandalorian apprentice. And I did not get the bingo square for, um, whatchamacallit, for him getting a helmet, which I was really upset about. I really was hoping we'd get Grogu a helmet. And we still might, maybe, by the end of Season 4. Um, but... I did get a few squares, and I'm just happy about that. I'm happy I was able to predict a couple of things correctly, and so I'll I'll be all right. But we do uh, we are uh, let's see Saturday during the live stream we will probably go over all of the bingo sheets and see who the winner was of the bingo contest, and then see who between me and Kevin uh, is the winner because that'll determine who has to buy the other one a gift. So super stoked about that, uh, and then. Mando and Grogu end up back on Navarro after stopping by the uh, that rebel outpost, the the New Republic outpost, and they talked to Carson Tava a little bit. And essentially, Din's like, yeah, I want to go clean. I want to hunt, but I want to hunt down Imperials, and I want to decide who I'm hunting. Um, so they kind of worked out a little little deal there. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in Season 4. And in in exchange for that deal, they ended up stealing an old, not stealing, they received uh, as a up forward payment, the old head of an IG unit, an IG assassin droid. So they bring that back to Navarro. (coughs) Excuse me. Don't know where that came from. Uh, They brought, they bring that back to Navarro. They meet up with Grief Karga. And Grief gifts them with, essentially, their own property. They've got a little cabin uh, for uh, Din Djarin and Din Grogu to kind of rest and relax at in between adventures, as Grief puts it. And then Din actually says, I've got a gift for you. And that's when he rolls out a fixed IG-11, essentially, as the new Marshal of Navarro which is pretty cool. I think between having IG-11, I don't know why they didn't think about that to begin with. Um, I know they didn't have the parts originally to fix it, but that would have been kind of cool. It seems like it would be a pretty pretty easy fix um, if they got the right parts. So I think that's where they should have gone with IG-11 initially, and I'm really glad they did end up that way. Um, So IG-11 is now the new Marshal of Navarro, and Din and Grogu have their own little home, little hut. And uh, the way they ended it, I think they did a very good job. It was very homey. It was very relaxed. It was 
very like, yeah, this, this is what they need. They need time to just be father and son. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm interested to see how this next episode or the next season, I should say, turns out. Um, overall, I was happy with season three. I was not upset with it. Um, I thought it was a, a very well done season as a whole. You know, obviously there were parts here and there. There was really only one episode that I wasn't crazy about. All the other ones I was very interested in. I love Mandalorian lore, um, as a lot of people do. A lot of people love Mandalorians. So it was kind of cool. I did see a lot of complaining online, which tends to happen from time to time, uh, about things not happening the way people hoped they would. You know, someone's you know, a little bum hurt because such and such character didn't show up. I saw some, someone said something like, you know, I can't believe they didn't have Boba Fett. Boba Fett's the original Mandalorian. He's the whole reason we have all these Mandalorians. I I just, I can't believe it. And it's like, all right, but we got Boba Fett. We got him in season two. Like we got a bunch of Boba Fett in season two. And then we got his own show. Like I'm pretty happy with that. I didn't need Boba Fett to come back into this fold. Like, Boba Fett in the Clone Wars was pretty detached from the Mandalorians. Like, he he wore the armor because it was his dad's armor, but even Jango was kind of detached from the Mandalorians. I mean, it wasn't like he was going to Mandalore regularly uh, in the movies or anything. So, you know, it doesn't bother me that Boba wasn't really a part of this season. Um, You know, last season was very good for the cameos. I thought it was great. I thought they came in at the perfect times. But this season was really focused on true Mandalorians. Um, And not to say Boba's not. I know that probably ruffles some feathers. But I'm saying these are people that have grown up on, on Mandalorian planets or moons. They've grown up in the Mandalorian culture. Like, that's who they are. Boba, for most of his childhood, grew up on a cloning facility. And then... Uh, out on the road as a bounty hunter with random bounty hunters that he he would meet up with and he collected, he started a gang, you know, and stuff like that. Like he didn't really grow up with the Mandalorian culture like these guys are. So I'm really glad we, we kind of shifted that focus away from him and Din, you know, doing their cool fight scenes, which are awesome. But, you know, we really focused more on the Mandalorian culture and history and that that's really what I wanted to see. And I was really glad to get that. Um, but I've just seen, you know, it's been really discouraging in a sense to see the kind of toxicity among Star Wars fans still going on. Like people who support the Mandalorian season three tweeting stuff like, you know, unfollow me if you thought this season was garbage or something like, you know, like I see tons of stuff like that all the time. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, why can't we disagree on things and still be friends? You know, there's got to be common ground somewhere. There's something that I like that someone else likes, even though we disagree on maybe everything else in Star Wars. I guarantee I can find one thing with every single Star Wars fans fan out there that I like that they also like. And so I just... the The mentality of isolation, you know, there's no... There are a lot of people that call for tolerance when it comes to the stuff that they support and really, really like and, and feel strongly about. But then when it comes to, you know, stuff that they didn't like or that the other person may not like that they liked, they, you know, there's no tolerance. So I just, I don't know. I just don't understand it. 
you know, I can be friends with someone who loves everything about the sequel trilogy and disagree with them on 99% of it. But at the end of the day, it's just an opinion about a made up story. Like that's all it is. It's a made up story. Um, you know, I see people going out of their way and, you know, I'm going to bring them up star Wars theory. It's a very common channel. A lot of people know him for his controversial stuff, you know, for his, you know, crapping on star Wars at times and, you know, for his tirades and whatever. So that's what a lot of people are familiar with him for from. And a lot of people know, you know, that he's got some good content out there. A lot of people support him and there are a lot of people who just absolutely dislike him. And I saw someone this week retweeted something about, you know, cause he, he tweeted and said, what would you like to see from star Wars or something to that extent? And someone tweet retweeted it and said, I would like to see more inclusion and, and, uh, peace and not so much toxicity and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I totally agree. But then in the thread, you've got a bunch of people just crapping on them for no reason. Like just out of nowhere, they're just crapping on him left and right. And it's like, you don't understand. Like, even if he craps on stuff you don't like, if you start crapping on him, you're part of the problem. I'm just going to say it. You're, you are part of the problem. We don't need any of that in Star Wars. If you want to be a Star Wars fan, that's fine. Be a Star Wars fan. If you want to like something that he doesn't like, that's okay. But what's not okay is coming out and attacking someone just because they like something that you don't like. Or they don't like something that you like. You're just adding to the problem. Or saying you want fans to be less toxic. And then in a follow-up tweet, tweeting something extremely toxic. Like, there's a double standard there. And a lot of people don't see that. Now, there's a lot of you guys out there that are fantastic. You're great fans. You you love everyone. You're very supportive of each other. Um, and that's awesome. That's what we need. But unfortunately, there are also quite a few who are not like that. And I wish they would uh, take a page out of your book and learn how to be more loving and kind and gracious to, towards each other. I think our world would be a much better place in general if, uh, if we were to do that. So I'm going to get off my soapbox here and uh, stop preaching. But overall thought Mandalorian season three was good. We're going to dive into that a lot more in the live stream on Saturday. So super excited. Like I said, Dylan's diner is going to premiere this Saturday, 7 PM Eastern time. Very, very excited to see some of you guys there. I know it won't be a huge gathering, but, uh, it'll, it'll definitely be a fun time. We're going to have a lot of conversation about how well we thought Mandalorian season three went maybe compared to some of the other episodes and, uh, or some of the other seasons, I should say, and just kind of come up with some ideas of where season four may be going from here, uh, assuming we get a season four. I believe they were already working on the script and maybe even some uh, early filming. So uh, I, I think we're getting a season four for sure. But anyway, very excited. Very good week. Hope you guys are having a good week, and I hope to see you guys on the live stream Saturday. As always, may the force be with you. And remember, this is the way.